0: Welcome to Above the Garage. Hi, friends. Welcome to our discussion of Season 1, Episode 6 of The Crowded Room. Let's do our round of introductions and dive in. Hi, I'm Julia. Hi, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Kate. So this episode is called Raya, and it was written by Suzanne Heathcote and Akiva Goldsman and directed by Mona Fastfold. So I was thrown off for a second at the beginning of this episode with the little boy with the blonde hair. Obviously, in this episode, we're very excited. It's finally safe to say the things that we've been thinking for a while about the multiple personalities. Raya's questioning was aggressive enough early on that we've been noticing a lot of evidence leading to what everybody finds out in this episode. So good work talking around it, my friends. Uh, but anyway, this episode opens with a different little boy walking down the hall. So at first I wondered if it was perhaps a different childhood personality we hadn't met at first. But then he gets to his mom's room where we find Raya sleeping. So she has a kid, which is surprising. And it seems his belly hurts. But I was more concerned in the moment about Raya's stomach since her bed was covered in blood for some reason. But when she gets up, it turns out it's just a red pen. Uh, so that's a relief. She, I guess, has been grading papers because we also learned in this episode she's a professor. She doesn't have a whole lot of sympathy for poor Ezra though, and sends him out to get ready.
1: Yeah, I feel like, um, like just in general, that I think she said she's going through a divorce, so she's kind of becoming a single mom. I'd say.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah. I mentioned a few times in my notes that she's not like the best mom.
1: <laughs> and so um, I thought it was like parallel to um, Danny's mom because I also thought like that Ezra and the young Danny we see in the earlier episodes are kind of this around the same age. So I thought like that maybe she, like Raya can relate to Danny's mom a lot. I guess.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of common. Ground there. Yeah, I know that later too. Um, But Raya luckily has her mom to help, which makes a big difference, obviously. Mm And also,
1: she just
2: needs
1: one job to kind of
0: make a living. Yeah, because she's a professor, which is, you know, it's going to pay more than your bartending. But anyway, watching the poor kid pour Coca-Cola on his cereal was a whole new experience for me. After defending Coke for breakfast last week, I just would like to clarify that I would never defend Coke over cereal, just for the record. And I was sad for the little boy. Mm. Although Coke is good for a sick stomach, so maybe he's just got really good self-parenting instincts.
2: If it was unlike plain cereal, maybe it would be better, but like Frosted Flakes, that seems like a disaster.
0: <laughs> yeah, so much sugar.
1: <laughs> Do you think she kind of... Well, thought that maybe her son is just playing the stomach bug or just pretending to have stomach bug and not actually having any. So that's why she didn't actually, well,
0: was concerned. Mm. I don't think she gave him like two seconds of thought, to be honest. Like,
2: yeah, he's either done it before, right? Like to get out of school, or mm. like it's literally just the Coke and frosted flakes that he's been eating that is causing his stomach <laughs> problems.
0: I just think she's very, I think she's too selfish as a mom and it's just not like focused on him at all because she's got a lot going on outside of that. Mm. That's my take. But
1: yeah, but also I feel like because I'm also a child of divorce and what, what I also like because she's still going through the divorce. So it's kind of a new situation for Ezra. So he kind of demands more attention, I think. I mean, obviously. This is not an excuse for Ryan. Yeah, that's something that I could also probably um, read into it. That um, because the situation for him is so hard, that he just wants more time with his mom and more attention, and you know, stay with her. And she obviously, well, it's not the right uh, reaction to just ignore him and ignore his needs. But
0: right, yeah, I could definitely see him wanting more attention. But I think the thing for me is, you don't see her give him. Any attention in the entire show. Yeah. Like not until the end when she's, you know, learned what happened to Danny Mm -hmm. and Adam. Does she like even like go cuddle him? So like, I don't know. I think that she's not giving him the bare minimum attention you should give your child personally, but certainly the divorce is going to make it worse for him and make him want more. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like kind of sad to watch how she is with him to me. Anyway, the grandmom's nice though. Mm -hmm. She comes in. She's going to take Ezra to school. And then the mom and grandmom are arguing until the kid knocks the entire bowl of Coke cereal off the table. And Raya pieces out while the grandmom handles it. Yeah. So she and Candy have things in common. Struggling. Yeah. Single moms trying to raise the boys. And I'm pretty sure the mommy' is
2: played by Layla Robbins, who in fact was Serena Joy's mother on The Handmaid's Tale.
0: Yeah, I recognized her. I know this woman somewhere. <laughs> she's a better. Seems much nicer better mom here yes yeah i like her i think it would be really fun to be the kid in the scene by the way and throwing the cereal off the table i wonder how many takes he had to do of that
2: i wonder if he got to drink that well not drink but eat the cereal with the coke
0: the coke cereal (laughs) no i would not want to do that Mm. even as a kid i don't think maybe though probably as a kid you'd want to Anyway, I like the kids in the show. They're very cute.
2: They are very good.
0: And it's actually Thomas Parabek that plays Raya's son in this, who looks suspiciously like Johnny from Cobra Kai. Did you know he played young Johnny in Cobra Kai? Oh, no, I didn't. But I love
2: that show. I'll have to go back and back and watch his and scene. Yeah, you can see it, right?
0: Like, he looks... Yeah, yeah. Definitely. From home, Raya was rushing onto campus when the dean catches up with her and we learn she's a professor and her tenure is in question. She implies it's because she's a woman. It probably is, since the dean even acknowledges they're technically a men's college. They rejected her grant in exchange for a male professor's grant. Her last topic of interest was bulimia, but apparently that's not special enough because anorexia has already been included in the DM, I think he said. That's a high bar, though, if you've got to find something, a brand new psychiatric syndrome Mm -hmm. in order to get your grant Her classroom is packed to the brim, though, and she's professing on trauma, how even after the trauma, your mind can take you back to experiencing that exact moment all over again. Like a soldier returning from war can be set off by something as innocent as children playing at a picnic. Seems like the after effects of trauma is already a special interest of hers. And after class, the detective walks in. I was like, are they flirting? They are. This was all born from a one night stand, it turns out. Must have been a good one, too, if he's chasing her and trying to woo her with potential psychopaths. So one thing I like about this episode is it puts the timeline in neater detail for us since they've been Mm -hmm. purposefully trying to fool us by jumping around. Yeah. Um, So this is a flashback of sorts. The scene would have taken place before she'd met Danny, but after the shooting. It seems at some point during their epic one night stand, Raya let on that she was in need of a unique psychiatric case study or else she was going to lose her job. Mm -hmm. I wonder if she was hanging out at cop bars for this reason. Just kidding. I like them. I like them together. They have cute chemistry. Yeah, it would make
2: sense that they're cute together because they are married in real life.
0: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that checks out. No, mm-hmm. oh, I love that. I did not know that. That makes me happy.
2: I wonder if they've ever been in anything else before. And now they're playing like kind of not really sex buddies, but they sort of had a one night stand. It's still a
0: love interest, I would say. Yeah,
2: okay, love interest.
0: Oh, that's really cute. Raya decides to bite. And the next scene, she's walking into the station down on New York City Street, absolutely overflowing with litter. I mean, that was an appalling amount of litter. It doesn't look that bad now, you guys, in in case you're judging New York City by this show. I just want you to know. And then we're back in the police station. Uh repeat scene with a little more information. I like these repeat scenes, by the way, with the larger reveals baked in. I like how they've done that.
2: Yeah, now I'm trying to remember what, like, they actually, they cut around. Was said. You know what I mean? I
0: saw that scene. Yeah. Right, same.
2: I felt like
1: at least two times on the night, like, okay, I need to rewatch this episode. I need to rewatch that episode. <laughs> I can't see
0: all the details. Yeah, exactly. So Maddie's telling her that the, All the bills are in the name of some Israeli. Danny himself won't give his last name because it wouldn't serve. Same reason he gives for not telling the motive behind the crime, I believe. When Raya asked about Ariana, here's where the detective jumps to the conclusion he offed both Ariana and the landlord, which I'm still a little unclear here on what exactly they know or think they know about Ariana and the landlord. I guess Danny just told them about them. Obviously, he told them about Ariana. So I guess he told them about Yitzhak already, too. But the cops convince Raya to meet with Danny, telling her she's got to meet him to understand how strange he is, the way he changes how he talks, he doesn't show any remorse, and Maddie adds, that's what a psycho does. Despite Maddie's excitement over her finding a psychopath, she's still not convinced like we saw the first time around. And they also mentioned that someone recognized him getting in a cab at JFK, presumably after London. So now that we've learned about his personalities throughout this episode, do you guys think that he really did go to London then? I guess so. Maybe we'll find out later. But what are your what are your thoughts?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: he either just went to the airport or, <laughs> like, pretended that he was going or maybe he did. I guess my only hang-up is the, like, passport. Yeah. But maybe Yitzhak handled it and got him a passport for this future scenario. Which is also weird
1: because they didn't even know his last name until now, until he was already in custody. <laughs> but... He kind of
2: implied that he was searched after with his full name. Was the passport in his name
0: though? Probably not, right? Maybe not. So it's probably a fake name. The passport's supposed to be in the fireplace because he burned it. The cops did a very poor job of searching his house if Raya went there later and all the stuff is still there. All the right? evidence. Oh
1: my God. Yeah, you're right.
0: Um, But I guess another reason that I have been thinking that maybe he did go to London is because like the guys at the other table like staring at him funny and stuff like I don't I don't see why that would have been baked into his imaginary trip to London but it's hard to like yeah yeah,
2: yeah it's yeah. hard to know and do we hard to pinpoint, yeah we did we ever figure find out last episode that his dad did in fact move to
0: London he did right yeah, he said he mm-hmm. was moving there to set up a travel agency. Yeah. back when they were kids. So mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, I guess he just never saw him again after he was six. But anyway, I still don't know if he went to London. But I guess if he got kind of picked up at JFK, I guess he did most likely. But maybe we'll find out later.
1: One thing that struck out to me as well is with these two cops, like Frank, the the older cop, and Maddie, the you know uh, riots affair. They're kind of very different in their takes so like frank is more more of a like quote unquote good cop uh, in the situation has rational thinking i think and then like maddie really wants to kind of make him to be a serial killer as we know again
0: right uh, now we get to see the actual first meeting of Raya and Danny. I love the scene because he's got like a hundred percent different attitude than we're used to seeing Danny have. Yeah. It's such <laughs> a great reveal. He's still in the interior. He's still at the police station interrogation room, so he can't have been apprehended that long ago. But he's yeah. cocky as fuck. He doubts her interest in getting him off the hook, even though he tells her Ariana did it all before his big magic trick. He escapes from the handcuffs. Which is
2: interesting. Where
0: have we seen handcuffs before? Yes. We saw them being purchased when he was younger, right? But we hadn't seen him actually escape them yet.
2: No, we hadn't. Mm -hmm. We just saw him purchase them. And usually when they show us stuff,
0: it's going to come back. Yeah. Uh, And we thought he was, because he was like showing off his magic at the time, that it was involved in that. So good practice. Smart. Good forethought on Johnny's part, learning that trick early on. Maddie rushes in to re-handcuff him and Danny's laughing on his way out the door. Nothing like the Danny we've seen with Raya previously. Yeah. In fact, he, you know, once you've seen the handcuffs trick, you can see him as Johnny pretty well. You know, you can see Johnny's personality coming out of Danny. So very exciting lead. And also explains why Danny's getting a cut of Johnny's drug dealing, because that really bothered me. And them being the same person.
2: Ah, uh, yes.
0: Makes sense.
2: And it's funny because, you know, the part where in the first episode we see um, him in cuffs and the first time Bryce sees him, he kind of waves at her. You know what I mean? Like through the window. Yeah. I thought when we saw that, I was like, that seems really weird. It doesn't seem like him. Right. So now this episode, I realized that it kind of wasn't. Not. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. I still think Bryce questioning was kind of like aggressive to make you kind of wonder about this earlier than this episode, but I do think it's cool how they only showed Danny and Danny's personality, you know, Mm -hmm. the whole, in all the earlier episodes. And then you learn the very first meeting that, you know, he's a totally different version of himself.
2: Yeah, I think if you, like, listened, definitely, like you said, if you listened to Raya's questioning, like, that was a... That was
0: a giveaway for me. Yeah. It was
2: definitely, like, why is she questioning him this way?
0: Right. Because she kept saying... Okay, so he was everything you needed him to be in that moment and he mm-hmm. appeared out of nowhere and then he disappeared mm-hmm. like she was really like yeah. banging those points. Yeah,
1: very convenient things happening all around you you
0: know <laughs> right. And she was repeating it a lot. So even though I haven't I hadn't read the real story, it was it became evident that that was likely what's going on. Mm-hmm. But Apple did not want us to reveal that so it's exciting to be able to talk about it now.
1: So what what, what episode did you? kind of clock it the first time like you both didn't read anything right like I didn't
0: so that's right it's a little bit tough like we did watch the first three like pretty close together yeah definitely by two I just can't remember if it was like in one or into where I started to catch on but it was entirely because of Raya's questioning Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think me too if it hadn't been shown through the lens of her questioning then maybe it would have taken longer for me to catch on and also it's been done, you know before so it's something that your brain considers as an option now I think.
1: Yeah, right. Definitely true. When I when I watched this um episode, um and they first brought up the like the DID the and um when we also first see Danny as one of his alter egos, <laughs> kind of I can't stop it, but it happens every time that I remember split like a movie. <laughs> so yeah so, like, with James McGuire and he does all those different characters in one, kind of. Right. And this is not long ago. I mean, it would be, I think the movie was
2: from 2016. Oh, that oh, I never watched that because that looked creepy as shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not
1: horror, I would say. It's a bit
2: psychological. For I hate, like, psychological stuff like that, though. I can't, like, it seems to be able to stick with Oh, I love but it. But it's so... Good.
1: Yeah. I mean, Tom Holland in this show is also marvelous. Like changing the personalities on cue and something like this. This is like the hardest thing an actor can do, in my opinion, probably. Yeah. Switching personalities (laughs) in a snap.
2: When we first saw um Tom. Changed to Jack, I got goosebumps. And I thought that yeah. whole scene was like when he
0: was Jack was so good. Yeah, incredible.
2: Yeah, the acting performance was amazing.
0: Walking outside, Raya tells Maddie she's going to pass, though. She's not convinced just yet that Danny is. Her career salvation. She also turns him down for dinner, which is too bad because they're cute together. Back home at dinner, Raya's real late and her mom's giving a shift for not giving Ezra any consistency. Ezra, who apparently spoke to his dad while she was gone, which displeases Raya immensely. So she grabs some wine and she confides in her mom that her son pretty much hates her right now, won't talk to her, won't kiss her goodnight or cuddle with her. So what's she supposed to do? And her mom tells her to just keep on loving him the same way she has to do with Raya, no matter how hard she makes it.
1: Yeah, I like the advice of the mom, kind of, that you will love your kids, no matter what they do, because they're your kids, but I'm not sure if it's true for everyone.
0: (laughs) She's nice, though. I like the mom in this a lot, the grandmom. Yeah. And then Raya's having dinner with her ex-husband. She's voluntarily having dinner with him solo, but she's also telling him she doesn't want him talking to their son on his off days. So they have an odd relationship. Yeah, But it's definitely easy to see why she's divorcing him as he's condescending and sexist Mm -hmm. and a bunch of lovely attributes. And he's been talking to her boss about her, which is obnoxious, and tells her that she's ruining her career with an obsession with extreme cases, outliers of psychological diseases, which is something that i've thought about in regards to her but i also kind of made it seem like she needed to do something like that to get tenure from her dean so
2: yeah although they were saying like they were telling her to go more mainstream stuff
0: yeah so i guess she doesn't have to be as obsessed with that as she is
2: yeah but i think like she says even now or later on she says that people don't know about this kind of stuff and that's why she wants to Make it more known by the sounds
0: of it. Yeah. Because it's also helping people. Like, yeah. You know, exactly. she says later. I think that's with the lawyer, right? She says that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ex husband's giving her some psychoanalysis about this, stemming from her own insecurities rather than caring about the patient, like we were kind of just discussing. Everyone loves being psychoanalyzed over dinner, right? Did you guys think it was implied in the scene that he was her professor? Like they met when she was a student? Did you pick up on that or no? Um...
2: I didn't know, but I was surprised when it was revealed that he was her ex-husband.
0: For some reason, I kind of thought that that was what was going to happen. I'm not sure why, but
2: I just figured, like you said, it's a bit of a weird relationship. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, totally.
2: That they would have dinner together when she seems so adamant that he, she doesn't want him right. to call the kid like not on his nights. Which yeah, it is weird. Yeah, when they seem to have a sort of decent relationship, and...
1: I thought like maybe she thinks that he will kind of influence Ezra, like, the kid, to, like, against her, or maybe that the father is the reason the kid is kind of cold towards her, you know? yes, Parents do shit like this when they're going through the wars, like, trying to say the other parent is not as good as, and, you know? Yeah. It's, like, recognizing the kid against the other person, and I think that's the worst thing you can do, but this, for me, was, like, probably watch what raya was thinking at, the, at that moment like that that probably um that's the reason why she doesn't want Ezra to talk to his dad um that much and yeah again kid of divorce so
2: i'm also a kid of divorce but i was uh, very happy when that happened so
1: yeah i was like lovely my parents have not been like this well like towards me at all like my mom never said that my father's shit or vice versa my father never said my mom's shit or something like this yeah that's good but dave is also a kid of divorce and um, his parents um they were like crazy and also their families were crazy like it's just like when when he told me things that went down and i was like oh my god <laughs> this is like so sh-. like it, it's already shit that that kids need to go through divorces but when the parents behave that bad yeah. during this hard process yeah.
0: um it's even more scarring for the kid i think it's really sad yeah. definitely i think the reason i thought that it was implied that he was her professor was she says something like stop lecturing we're not in class anymore
2: oh yeah she does actually so you might be right there that they um, met at the uh, yeah. and considering
0: he's talking to her boss as well, like
2: right. maybe he
0: does work there as well or something, or did. Right, and just the condescending way that he is, kind of, it would add up, I guess. It is the 70s, though. So right, totally. Then it was... Acceptable. A lot more. Or common. Yeah. Anyway, in summary, towards the end of the dinner, she, he basically tells her what her mom said, she's hard to love, so hot and so cold, and he never knows who he's going to get with her.
2: I thought that was really interesting because of yeah. Danny oh just like what she's um researching
0: right now with him
2: i like that line yeah yeah
0: Yeah. in between that and do you guys know what the movie is that's playing yes
1: the three faces of eve uh, from 1957 shout out to john violet's hubby
0: violet's husband all right thank you who
1: immediately recognized through his expertise in movies and shows
0: (laughs) i'm impressed Yeah, so between that comment and that old movie, The Three Faces of Eve, playing in her room that night, she has a revelation. And she meets with her dean first thing in the morning who tells her, yeah, if she can get that diagnosis, he will support the grant. Hell, he'd support a chair with her name on it if she could prove this mystery diagnosis that we don't know yet.
1: Oh yeah, by the way, that movie is about Eve who has more than one personality it's Mm -hmm.
2: probably one
0: of the first
2: movies
0: with the DID main character i think right yeah well that's a very helpful clue
2: yes (laughs) she even said there's a lot of things you've never seen me do before that's no sign i never do them yeah yeah i actually actually thought like before
1: um asked. Um, what movie it is and I felt like this is the movie Gaslight um, where the term gaslighting comes from kind of where yeah. like people tell, tell her things that don't exist and you you're supposed to believe them even though they're different but right. which could have fit yeah well with the discussion she had with her husband I think because he was trying or ex-husband he was trying to tell her things she should do and not do
0: right but instead it is the exact same situation so she goes home and throws away her work on bulimia it gets out an empty pad of paper even though she's only met with danny the once right still seems like a bit of a a -hmm. jump for her since but but they have i mean maddie did tell her that his general dialect changes and personality so Mm -hmm. she has a little Mm -hmm. bit of information First stop is the ghost house. We're seeing everything in the true chronological order now. So she examines the house before she talks to Danny again. Only we didn't see what happened outside the house last time. Danny's mom confronts her and wants to know where her kid is. She invites Raya to her house, makes her a drink, where Raya sees a picture of Danny and Adam on the wall that was drawn by Danny and shuts down when Raya asks about Adam and what happened to him, just saying he's been gone a long time. Outside, Candy tells Raya about Danny, that he got kicked out of school for drugs and fighting, even though he was smart. And then she cryptically says, things just didn't turn out. Me and men. So she does blame herself a little, maybe. She swears to Raya, though, that Danny would never have attempted murder. He moved out a few years ago across the street. She figured she could keep an eye on him there since he didn't get along with her husband. And Raya asked her point blank if anything ever happened to Danny as a boy. It's important that she be honest And once again, Candy just gets very defensive, tells her she doesn't know what people do. How could she? People do things that they don't look capable of all the time. And she suddenly got to go to work urgently. Do you think
2: she knows then what Marlon
0: did to Adam? Yes. I think her excessive defensiveness means she knew. Yes. Yeah. Personally.
2: Yeah. I I thought that as well. Maybe possibly not to the extent Mm -hmm. of what happened, but I think she definitely knows something what's going on Mm -hmm. right yeah that's what i took away
0: from it as well and that goes back to that scene too where she and the question ariana asked him like why did they let you move out why did your mom let you move out and so i think that that's just more evidence that she knew what was going on in the house and that he'd be safe or gone but it's totally fucked up like the whole role of the other parent in sexual abuse you know it's just really upsetting depending on what they've known or not
2: yeah um,
1: when Raya is going through the house I mean, we've seen that some episodes before um, she finds the note from Jack, right? Yeah mm-hmm. But that's the same note that we saw kind of earlier when that note was supposed to be given to Danny when he was in London, right? Yeah So he took it all the way from London to his home <laughs>
0: Kind of. Yeah, yeah, and Jack's glasses as
2: well.
1: And Jack's glasses as well.
0: Yeah, that's okay. another reason I was questioning London, but
1: yeah, and like um, I asked to stop the scene when she's flipping it over, just to read what's on the backside of the note, mm-hmm. and it reads free beers and free scotch, um, in the Winchester Atlas Lounge Hotel Bar and Restaurant. And we're not really sure, but it also most likely was print, had, had printed London
0: on it, so... Oh, it was a receipt from London? Yes. Oh, so he did go to London.
1: It, like, with, with a little question mark on it.
0: Oh, no, that's very interesting. There we go. Okay. Do you guys think that the would have asked
2: the bartender for those drinks and then drunk them all himself? Or do you think each time he got a new one, he got Jack one, air quotes, and put it on the other side of the table? and
0: um, Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then moved his
1: face, like,
0: yeah. yeah. I think he got three rounds. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah.
1: probably.
0: Don't mix
2: drinks, Danny. <laughs> oh, and also, one other
1: thing, there was a note... Once before, right? Like a note from Ariana at some point,
2: right? Yeah, I think there was about maybe like getting something from the shop. Yeah, like milk or bread or something like that. So I was like, okay, the
1: handwriting is exactly the same on that note from Ariana and and the one from Jack.
2: Yeah, that would be interesting. Actually, I'll have to get a screenshot of the um the other one so we can analyze it. But I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, it's probably gonna be the same, right? Yeah, it, it was the same. So th- because this was also
1: a reason why I um was wondering like what was happening if you actually went to London or not, and if Jack ever existed in episode four, because it's like, okay, this handwriting is exactly the same as in the handwriting on the note from Ariana a few episodes back, but
2: yeah. When Raya walks into candy's house and you see the drawing of adam and danny like up with the other pictures and she also mentions that adam's been gone for a long time so like mm. we haven't yet heard obviously what happened to adam mm-hmm. outside of the abuse from marlon
1: yeah but she was she came up- across a little cold, I think, like his mom and Adam was brought up, like, I mean, Danny said he's dead and she was kind of, I don't know, maybe it's herself blame or guilt she's
0: carrying. We'll see. Ezra's watching Happy Days at 10 o'clock that night as Raya's going through Danny's notebook of drawings. She stops on Jack's picture, traces his wrinkles, and then she goes back to Maddie. She wants to interview Danny again. When Maddie turns her down, she offers him dinner, and he immediately lets her in.
2: Men are so easy.
0: Uh, yes, that was shameless. Like,
2: I was just like, like even before she didn't he like say yes? Like, oh maybe she said no sex first, I was just like, man, you're easy. Yeah. <laughs> so easy to persuade persuade you. Yeah. In hopes that maybe she's lying about the no sex, no sex rule, <laughs> or maybe he just likes her and wants to take her for a de- nice dinner.
0: And he does seem to like her, so,
2: yeah. I won't be mean to him. I'll just, what's the word, I'll, I'll wait and wait The see. benefit of the doubt? I'll, yes, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt.
0: Danny's in a cell. Raya asks him to pass a message to Jack for her, and he points out he's kind of stuck, but she adds, you know, just, if you can, tell him I'd like to help. And then he asks her about Rikers. Apparently he's headed to Rikers.
1: It's interesting that she demands to speak to a certain persona and then this persona takes over kind of and um she gets to talk
0: to this specific alter ego yeah yeah when did she why did she choose jack
2: i think it was just because he'd mentioned the name jack a few times to her and also the detective so i think that just might be why i thought
1: like um First, because she found the glasses and had the picture.
2: And he Uh was
1: the the most easy to identify because the accent changes a lot with his persona. So she can pinpoint the change from Danny to Jack better than probably to any other person.
0: Yeah. And I think his phrase, too, it wouldn't serve, you know, seems Mm -hmm. pretty british like it came from the initial interrogation um like jack was handling the initial interrogation mm-hmm. so that would make sense maybe also
1: because he's the most rational person and
2: um most intelligent of all of them so yeah i just
0: don't think she knows that yet she hasn't talked to jack yet she
2: hasn't talked to him with the british accent yet though.
0: yeah yeah because she says that in the next scene she's only talked to johnny right she's only talked to the confident confident boy right
1: we're like two weeks after rockefeller at that point right
0: Right, so I think the only way that she could have decided she wanted to talk to Jack is because of the phrase mm-hmm. it wouldn't serve and the glasses and the London, you know. Yeah,
1: yes. mm-hmm. yeah I also would say definitely when when the police officer said that um, they noticed an accent change yeah. um, with him and she was like, okay, I can kind of go from there probably. Like, you know, this is this is something... Yeah. That I can yeah. easily recognize
0: right and she doesn't have much yeah and also i wanted to just rikers has a reputation per wiki for violence both abuse and neglect of inmates so the fact he's going to rikers is quite scary for him i think it's closed now but now for their big dinner date maddie brings pizza over and here's where we insert the breaking and entering conversation it makes a little more sense now we see why the picture of Jack struck her so much. She explains to us, those are the glasses in the house. She points out Big Ben, asks Maddie if one of the dialects he referenced about Danny's meeting was it British. So I guess that was just an assumption she was making, like we were just talking about, but mm-hmm. now she'll know that. And now she suggests, what if Danny has another personality like Jack? Personalities that are unaware of each other, and therefore Danny is innocent. Maddie points out how insane she sounds and then catches on. It would save her job. And she points out it would help a lot of people, too. So hypothetically, how would this work? He asks. Somebody's got to gently tell him. And that person's going to be Raya. Three weeks after the shooting, Raya finds Danny's lawyer at Legal Aid, Stan Camisa. She wants to tell him about this rare mental disorder to prep him for Danny's defense. He says he's seen the movie Sybil, which covers this topic, and tells her that ain't gonna cut it in court. And she replies, he's not gonna make it five minutes upstate. That's a Rikers reference. Ryan needs to talk to Danny. This disorder is caused by childhood abuse, and she wants to help him. And she gets like very threatening. One day, very soon, you'll wake up with this kid's blood all over your hands, and you can drip that in your fucking egg salad. I enjoyed that. Yeah. And it works. He tells her if she makes his life even an ounce harder, she's done. But here's the file. Xerox is in the back. What's a Xerox? I've heard the word before. I don't know what that means. Oh, you're so cute. It's a copy machine.
2: Oh, like a, what, like a photocopier?
0: Yeah, I think Xerox is the brand.
2: Xerox sounds like a drug.
0: Oh, yeah, like Xanax. It sounds like Xanax is what you're yeah, thinking. Yeah, it does. <laughs> But it's not. It's a photocopier.
2: Yeah. It's interesting there that he said, like, obviously he's met Danny before and he said, like, he talks in funny voices. He didn't just say a funny voice. Like, he said funny voices. Yeah. So obviously the lawyers heard more than mm-hmm. the one funny British accent.
0: Right. And I think she kind of expected him to not know anything about the case or at least was yeah. aware that was a possibility because, you know, free legal aid is really over busy and can't put the time in it that you can when you're paying someone yeah but he did know so that's good
2: a nice little guest spot here from christopher abbott who i generally get confused with kit harrington because they look very much alike <laughs> <laughs> i can see that i can see that
0: but i liked him in this although weirdly
2: enough i don't actually looked like him in this scene like I was, is it him Is it right him? like the
0: fact that he didn't look like kit harrington confused you and made you think that maybe it wasn't christopher abbott is that correct yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) sybil's movie from 1976 by the way Shirley Mason was a psychiatric patient whose life was portrayed in the 1973 book Sybil, which was made into a movie. The book and subsequent film caused an enormous spike in reported cases of multiple personality disorder, but Mason later admitted she had faked her mo- multiple personalities. Oh.
1: oh, she faked them. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, like, that's pretty crazy. Like, his statement makes a lot of sense now. That right? Like, he thinks that probably Danny's just acting.
2: Hmm. Yeah. That
1: he's fully aware of what he did and just pretending to oh. be someone else and doesn't remember, kind of, right? So we got, like, in this episode, two movie references, kind of like the Three Faces of Eve with the D.I.D. reference. We got now the Civil um, movie with this reference. So it is kind of becoming more of a thing, I guess, at the end of the 70s, and I was interested in if um, if there had been any awareness of this disease before. Um, I heard that the real life case of Billy Mulligan, Ray Milligan, um, kind of brought it to light. I think, like, it, that it
0: raised the awareness of
1: the ID in general mm-hmm. and uh, like just legal sense, especially. Right.
0: Four weeks after the Rockefeller shooting, Raya enters the interrogation room at Riker's. She asks the guard to uncuff Danny and Jack walks in. Danny's body, Jack's personality. She immediately takes note of his different speech patterns, not just his accent, but his intelligence and the topics that he reads about and interests him. But she does ask about his accent. Are you English? And he professes to being a citizen of the world. I just got to say Tom's amazing here. I was hoping we'd see him doing all the personalities and assuming we would since, you know, I've actually avoided interviews a bit too, but I did see at least the title of the one that said that he's taking a year off acting because of how draining this part was.
1: Yes, I can completely understand that now. <laughs> right, <laughs>
0: like... yeah. So watching the earlier episodes, I was like, oh, I bet he's gonna... I hope... And I bet he's going to do the personalities, you know, towards the end of the show. And he does not disappoint.
1: Yeah. He's also producing, which is also
0: a lot of work. You know, he's
1: heavily involved with with the pro- production as well. So this is like, right? yeah, so much work.
0: He's amazing. But anyway, Raya wants to talk about his history. Jack finds all that therapy talk about your childhood nonsense rather tedious and He sits down, he admits he's Jack. And just before proceeding into an advanced lesson about physics, quantum entanglement, particles and space and time, he drops the bomb Raya was looking for. Danny's here, but he's asleep. He implies he's Danny's guardian angel. And then he takes his leave, reminding Raya that these sessions are entirely voluntary. So he's in charge, not her. I thought it
2: was interesting that I think we go back to when um, Raya was talking with Candy and Candy was saying he was like very bright as a kid Mm -hmm. you know smart. yeah he is
0: so smart
2: kind of just shows in in this personality um we didn't really see it that much with danny like the og danny
0: yeah earlier in the show you're right yeah like you couldn't you didn't see him sitting down reading carl young but you can picture that here
2: yeah i like what he said when he's talking about quantum
0: entanglement which i have no idea what that is <laughs> kimberly is an expert on quantum entanglement all i
2: can think of is ant-man and the quantum realm <laughs> you know but what bugs me about
0: ant-man just quick very important aside the,
2: the last movie is fucking shit
0: but whatever. well i didn't actually see it but in endgame when ant-man returns from the quantum, quantum realm i guess is where he was Anyway, he is in, like, a storage unit, right? Yeah, like, the mouse gets him. Helps him get out, right? Or something. I don't know. No, but he's, like, holding up a sign that's, like, help me or something, right? Yeah. Uh So the security cameras. But it doesn't make any goddamn sense because he can turn into an ant. Like, what the fuck? Why didn't he just turn into an ant? Maybe he doesn't have his, like, suit, ant suit. Does he require a suit? I guess he does because he's, like, basic. I think he does. Yeah. Like, Iron Man. Mm, I will consider this.
1: I have no idea
0: what you're talking about, and it sounds lunatic if you haven't
1: watched any of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> but it's brilliant if you have. Is it Marvel
0: or a DC? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, no, Julia. It's Marvel. It's so good. Endgame is one of the best movies ever. All right. Well, I don't even know why we're talking about Ant-Man. Oh, yeah, Quantum. Go ahead, Kimberly. What I
2: was going to say before
0: I hadn't had a discussion was that when he said,
2: Suggests that separation is not what we believe it to be. The idea that two particles can share characteristics without being at the same point in time—something like that. He said, um, "I like that little line."
0: He's a very smart, he's very smart Jack. Yes, yeah. No, it is. It is very good and relevant, and uh, he's so smart. It's very impressive. Yeah,
2: it's a very relevant line to the story. You're right. In this scene, or like at the
1: beginning, we see uh, Raya setting up the room. We Always oh, saw having an interview, right? Right. Is it still in the prison somewhere, but more just comfortable place?
0: I guess. Yeah. Right? I guess so. Like I kind of initially expected it to be more of a psychiatric hospital because mm-hmm. it didn't feel very prison-like. Yes. But I think it is actually Rikers, unless he's in a different prison before he heads to Rikers, because it really didn't feel like you know the dangerous situation
1: i think we're like now three weeks after Rockefeller is she when she starts to set up the it
0: says four weeks
1: ah, okay four weeks um and when she first meets Danny in this still police like interrogation room I think it was like one week after Rockefeller or something so yeah like mm-hmm. three weeks in between right but like what would happen like would would he be in prison while his case is not finished
0: Yes. What you would normally do is stay in like a jail,
2: mm-hmm.
0: not in the police station. That was weird how they showed it. Like mm-hmm. it looked like Andy Griffith or something there. But usually you'd have a local like jail to stay in until you would be sentenced to go to prison. So, but anyway, that night, Maddie comes to her house with something that's obviously meant to blow her mind, a VHS, something that will prove they will never find the girl, presumably Ariana. But we don't get to see what it is just yet. Just that she's equally fascinated watching the video
2: i forgot about that one like i was just like no then i'm gonna show us what's on this freaking video
0: yeah hopefully they do and then Raya's back in the interrogation room with jack once again she recalls that jack quoted carl jung is it jung or young he's a
1: uh, german and the name is correctly pronounced pronounce
0: carl jung i can't i can't say that <laughs> <laughs> Like she said, Jack quoted him in the last episode. And so she quotes him. You can't live without understanding your shadow. She's trying to convince him to work with her. Tells him to really look at her and tell her if he thinks that she would try to hurt Danny. And Jack reads her remarkably well. She's somewhat selfish and somewhat lost, but she would never hurt him. And that's very accurate. And they both have a common goal, she points out. They both want to help Danny. And then Jack gives in. He asks her to be gentle, though, because Danny doesn't really know about us at the word us, she gets very excited. asks how many there are, but instead of answering, we see his face go through a series of small changes indicating Jack was good on his word, and then Danny shows up to come talk to her. I liked the faces. That was so amazing.
2: Yeah, like Tom's acting in that scene, it gave me like the chills. Like yeah, when his face was and he started crying, I was like ah this is good
0: oh I was so sad for Danny he's so scared and oh god sad and oh he's crying asking where he is
2: yeah I couldn't even begin to imagine what people go through when they have this like it's just really sad yeah really sad to think about it's
0: terrifying yeah and he, he expresses that so well and he's so yeah. different from Jack obviously mm. once again he really crushes this role Tom Holland I mean, it made me sad. How sad he was. I also
1: felt like um, Raya was very different when she spoke to Danny. Like she's way really nicer.
0: Yeah.
2: Then
1: right versus like the other times she talked to him. Yeah. Like at least this time. I mean, the other episodes I thought she was like yeah. kind of rough sometimes towards.
0: Oh, with Danny's the... personality, yeah. Later. Yes.
1: Um, but this time she she was like she she felt really um understanding and just curious to let him talk and and, yeah she
0: gives him space helpful well I like she's not even pushing him to talk she's like listen just yeah just breathe I'll get you some food she's trying to make him comfortable Mm -hmm. there was probably very little if any guidance on how to handle that situation back then since it wasn't even a recognized disorder so I think she's just winging it yeah and doing a great job danny's grateful for the food she's gaining his trust and then there's a montage of many of her continued interrogations most of which we've already seen the longer versions of but now we have a much better context and obviously if anyone wasn't suspecting he had multiple personalities it's very clear now and that would change everything about these interactions
2: yeah did you guys notice the candy that he ate is that the candy like that every grandma has in their statue of candies Cause it kind of looks like one of those strawberry candies with like the green little. I
0: know what you mean. Yeah. You know
2: what I mean? Like every grandma has those candies. Totally. I saw a meme um, (laughs) on it. Like why does every grandma have these candies and like you can't purchase them anywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like like we're, I've never seen them in the store. I don't think. So that is really funny. What was the other thing she gave you? It was like a cracker you get from like a vending machine or something. It was like an orange cracker with peanut butter in it.
2: Ooh. or no.
0: no it's of a similar like category as the candy you're discussing like not something you really go buy but people have them i guess you can buy them actually in a in a pack of like 10 right but they're not like high quality food okay back home raya's being a subpar mom again thank god for her mom though her mom's basically being the mom to ezra at this point brings in groceries for them so they have eggs in the morning while raya works with a bottle of wine which her mom talks shit about and raya remembers that she forgot to go up and read to her son she tells her mom it's because she's working on a case about a boy who was hurt terribly which her mom kind of points out as ironic And then her mom asks what happened to him. And Raya admits if she's right about what happened to him, she wouldn't want to talk about it either. And then her mom reminds Raya of the turtle Raya used to use to express her feelings when she couldn't do it. Not so different from Danny, huh? Yeah. Oh,
2: the turtle. Turtle was the one that spoke about her feelings.
0: Yeah. It's just interesting. Like, obviously it is very different from what Danny's doing, but also it's similar and, you know, it's much more common thing for you could picture a kid doing, right?
2: yeah
1: mm-hmm. i was wondering if the mother in this uh scenario felt like because raya said he, he is a boy that she felt like that he's really young but in like he's already 18 in real life
0: right like she did describe it differently he
1: would not be considered a boy
0: <laughs> yeah she's viewing him as the child that he was and yes. so her mom wouldn't be understanding the story quite accurately you're right
2: aren't all men boys until they're like 80
0: then yeah (laughs) 80 valid point i think the
1: average average life for a man is
2: 78 right is it Pops is eighty-seven. I
1: think like women are eighty-two
0: and men are seventy-eight or something. Or oh, yeah, maybe it changed over the years. Ew, seventy-three
2: and women are
0: seventy-nine. Even worse. it that sucks. That's
2: surprising. I thought. I thought these days. Hello. It'll change though. It'll change definitely. Like with all the meds and all the shit that we've got these days. Like it. Oh, definitely. It'll
0: go on. Back at Rikers, she's asking Danny for a happy memory again. But this time she leads into another question. Did he do something for you? Something that was very hard. Something that only a brother would do. Having to do with your stepfather, Marlon. And Danny tells her about the barn and how he would only ever take Adam inside. And obviously, Danny feels tremendous guilt for that. We still don't know what happened to Adam afterwards. But we've had the confirmation she was looking for that Marlon's sexual abuse is the traumatic event that broke Danny. And she walks out to her car and lets herself cry for him. Goes home and gets down on the floor and hugs her mom like she's a child while the Beatles Let It Be plays. And then she goes up to her own boy and holds him. It really is, like, so fucking heartbreaking. I'll never, ever understand how a parent could ever hurt a child like that. Or an adult ever hurt a child like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gave me...
1: Goosebumps. Yeah, I was I was just wanting to say, like, I just... You... Reciting that scene again gave me like super goosebumps <laughs> just
0: now yeah. because I remembered it, it as like, oh God. Oh, it's so sad. Especially with the song as well. Um, yeah. 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 The song was perfect. It made me mm-hmm. more
2: heartbroken. Yeah. Amanda
0: was amazing in this. Uh... And just like Danny in this whole episode has been so sad that it's just, ugh. it's a great episode of television, but it's just really heartbreaking to think of him. Yeah going through that
1: i love this generational thing like that um raya is seeking consolation from her mom and then goes up to like cuddle with her son so like this is yeah even though she's the adult she still needs comfort from her mother or, or like at least like we are all adults at some point but we still at some point need just a heart or something to be right. better and I, I love that they that they showed us and then that also like this was kind of a topic that when um her mom said like you know you will always love your kids no matter what they do and even though you're an adult you will just be their kids still and yeah that never changes and this was kind of a full circle moment for that that she just wanted she's just a child again in this little scene with her mom I like that a lot.
0: Yeah yeah yeah, I got sad just now when we were talking about life expectancy. I was like, "Oh, great, my parents were as good as dead." Made me sad as the kid. No,
2: hey, hey, pops is eighty-seven.
0: Yes, that's inspiring. But yeah, it was a sweet scene. Wait, wait, who's
2: eighty-seven? My pop.
0: Her grandfather. It's her grandfather.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. My dad's dad is seventy-five. So
0: do you not say pops,
2: or do dads use that for just like your dad, or?
0: I think it could be used for dad. Mm. But also it's grandpa here, like or my kids call my dad pop. So anyway.
2: I actually think this might have been might have been my favorite episode actually.
0: hmm Think he on it. It's definitely mine. It was really good. Also, um, shout out
1: to the costume department. I really love the um
0: the trousers um outfit in this last scene. Raya's outfit? Yeah. Yeah, sh- I like it a lot too.
1: Maybe it's I'm reading too much into it, but I am like it's this kind of a empowering movement that she's like, you know, wearing pants instead of a dress, and, and like she looked
0: really strong in that of the kind of like yeah, independent. And I've loved all the costumes from the time. Oh, definitely. They've been really like pretty though too. Like not some '70s clothes are like not, <laughs> but she's looked great the whole time. I love this outfit. Yep. Yeah this is probably my favorite episode because we could finally like talk about stuff too it's been really difficult Mm. the past few episodes talking about the show but not things that we're thinking dancing around the elephant in the room right yeah so and obviously seeing Tom's performance I've been looking forward to so yeah my favorite
1: I know we've got like four episodes left right so I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen now the performance and how everything unravels yeah exactly really 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 eager
0: to see yeah yeah yes
2: yeah, so i'm looking forward to
0: that all right i think that's a wrap on our discussion of episode six come back next week for episode seven thanks for listening bye, bye.